Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Matt Harris, Head of Content here at EM360 and your host on today's episode. And today, I'm joined by Jorge Montiel. Jorge is the Head of Pre-Sales EMEA at Redshift, and we're here to talk about brand protection and why it should be a key component of your security strategy. Jorge, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Very happy to be here. Yeah, man. I appreciate you so much coming on today. Um, could I just quickly you know, ask for a little bit of background on who you are and what you do? Yeah, definitely. So I, I run everything related to pre-sales engineering at uh, Redshift. Uh, basically, I'm, I'm the techie of, the, uh, of a sales team, and, uh, but more importantly, engaging with our customers to understand their, their business and technical requirements and, and make sure that uh, we, can, we can help them organize themselves and, and solve those uh, you know, top uh, issues that they may have within their digital resilience uh, cases. Nice one, yeah, sweet. So so obviously, you know, a, a recent Gartner report stated that companies that implement CTEM, uh, that, that's continuous threat exposure management, uh, will have three times fewer incidents. Um, what do we really mean by brand protection and how does it utilize things like CTEM? Definitely. So um, basically what we mean by brand protection is anything that is out there in the internet that belongs to the organization. That's let's that's a first premise that we need to understand. And then it's a typical case of, you know, you can't protect what you don't know about or you can't protect what you can't see, in the sense that organizations really are, are one of the biggest challenges we find with our customers is that they're struggling to understand how big their digital estate and presence is. So uh, the first step is to make sure that they know what they are. It's one of the premises. They know where they are in that in that journey. It's one of the premises of CTEM to make sure that they can discover and keep an eye on everything they own and then making sure that everything is well configured. Then after that, action any anything that needs to be done. And, um, and then once they know everything that is theirs, protect their brand when it comes to impersonation. Um, it's very, I'm sure... You have heard or, or even been uh, uh, subject to uh, people sending you phishing attacks, trying to make you to click on links that they look like your like your Amazon or they look like your bank or they look like uh, a known brand, and um, but they really are not that brand in particular. So being able to be protected by that is a continuous, that's why the, the CTEM is so important because it's a continuous uh, process that never really stops. You you just get to a point in which you have it under control, but it evolves on a regular basis. So protecting your brand from those continuous threats that keep happening is uh, is something that is very key for for our customers as well. And and by keeping control over that, that's why um, in uh, in that recent um, study from Garner. Uh, that's why they talk about three times fewer incidents. And, and of course, this is average across many sectors. It, it varies and it can go up or and down in that respect. So um, it's, it's definitely something that our customers have have uh, shared with us that, that, that uh, we should work together with. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and from a strategy point of view, you know, um, when you really come to 
protecting yourself as a company, should you prioritize a more reactive approach or a more proactive approach and why? Look, the, 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 everybody loves to work proactive, right? So the, the, first hand, the, the first reaction is probably to say you need to be proactive and it's true. However, it depends on where you are in your journey. So if you're just starting your journey and you're, you're in that discovery phase in which you're assessing, again, part of a C-team uh, strategy and you're assessing what you need to do, you're probably more reacting than proacting because you need to you need to tackle those that are that are um, more urgent to solve but that is only during the first implementation phase the whole point of implementing a CTEM strategy is to be as proactive as you can be making sure that and we'll talk about the regulations because they also touch on that but making sure that um, you keep an eye on everything if Everything, anything around what you're doing is badly configured is not necessarily is a vulnerability yet, or not necessarily is something that you're being attacked on, but it is a possibility. And what we, what we, are, what we um, try to advise our customers on in terms of proactivity is to make sure in a way their house is in order, they have everything well configured based on the well-known standards. Uh, across email security, across web security, domain registration, etc. And by being that proactive, making sure that everything is well configured, they're going to have definitely less uh, issues in the future for sure. And they're and and very ties to the to the previous question we were discussing about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well said. And I think, you know, obviously we've got, you know, we're going to have a lot of CISOs uh, listening to this particular podcast. And one thing that they'll be thinking about in the, in this um, kind of conversation is the subject of compliance. Um, so how can organizations, you know, really do this while keeping up with um, the, you know, current requirements of regulations and standards? Definitely. Um, look, regulators are not technical people. So, mm. but they do rely on existing standards. So a regulation might tell you with technical terms that you need to implement X, Y, Z. Let's say DNS security, or which is called literally DNSSEC, or you need to implement DMARC, or uh, et cetera, et cetera. Or they might word it in a way that is open enough for interpretation in terms of what solution you may implement, but, you're the, but that you need to implement a solution to keep you protected. Um, so even though they're not technical, they're relying on these standards that we've been talking about to, to keep them um, in check. So again, talking about the proactivity, once you get to that nice stable and, and hopefully we'll, we'll uh, and thankfully we have helped a lot of our customers uh, be in that more stable uh, state in, in, that, in, in that they are more proactive than reactive. By doing that, when the new regulation comes up, they would have probably been already in compliance, at least to a high level of degree, uh, 80% just to just to put a number to it, but a very high level of certainty that by the time a new regulation comes, because it's very likely it's going to be based on existing standards, uh, our customers tend to be uh, very well positioned in that respect. One example of those is DORA, so is the Digital Operational Resilience Act. From one side, it's putting a lot of pressure and a lot of liability into board of directors. From another side, we're talking about it applies mainly to financial services and software vendors that provide financial 
service software to, to these organizations, in which part of it is you can't just hide by, I didn't know about it, hence I'm not liable, or I didn't know I could implement this, I could implement that. All of that goes goes to um, as soon as this gets implemented. I think it's at the beginning of next year, as in it goes into into law. They're not going to have that excuse, and they can be personally so these board of directors can be personally liable for it. Same for software vendors. Now, but what they're saying is you need to you know you need to make sure you have visibility. You need to make sure that everything is well configured. So they're not talking about new things because again they're not they're not engineers. And they and they shouldn't be engineers trying to tell you what to do. They're just saying, you know, digital technologies evolve, digital lands, landscapes evolve, and we and and now you need to keep up to it. We need to protect our citizens and and their data. Um, so that's all. That's really what they should be caring about. But they do have technical advisors to understand what technologies, what standards are out there to keep everything in check. So in order, again, just to summarize the, the, the answer, in order to, for CISOs and, and, and alike to be on top of these regulations, the first thing is, and I couldn't say this more often, the first thing is keep your house in order, keep everything well configured as per the best practices of all those standards that everybody knows about. But there are so many and your digital states are so vast then of course you need usually these organizations would need help from from someone like Redshift. Mm. Yeah, I love how you boil that down. And you know, just to kind of wrap up the subject of brand protection, you know, where, where do you kind of feel like this particular part of the market is right now? Like, are there any trends that you see kind of emerging in the space? And where do you kind of you know really see where do you kind of see brand protection like moving in the next five years? You know, do you think it'll be harder for companies to achieve easier? Look. Um, there's a there's a very clear statistic that says that right now about 80% of the security threats are patchable. What I, what I mean by that is similar to your phone, you can update it as soon as you update it, you're protected, right? Um, similar to you know in a more complex way, but it's very similar to you know all of those servers and systems that keeps keeps our digital lives um, alive basically. By I think it was 2025. 50% of those won't be patchable. What that means is we're talking about these vulnerabilities that don't rely, that you can't really fix by sending a software update to a phone, to a system, to anything, to a car even. It would be based on lack of best practices in, in that respect. Now, it also means, and you're probably, you're, I, can, I can bet on this, even though I don't know the exact number, that by 2025, the digital world will be bigger than it is today. Would you agree with that? I mean, I'm sure this is not going to stay at the same size as it is today, right? Yeah, no, I mean, it goes the same, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that just makes it the, more, the, the harder to, to actually keep on top of it. And even a software solution that is you know, processing a lot of data in the background to try to keep you safe, to try to give you all the information you need to discover everything you have, probably won't be enough either. And actually, as of now, the biggest trend, no surprise either, is artificial intelligence and the, the use of uh, AI GPT, so generative um, uh, artificial intelligence. So, and that, that should be definitely the best, the, the next best thing, so that 
with natural language, you can control and you can train your 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 um your systems or the software that is providing you the service to basically keep an eye on everything and understand where the threats are coming from and how they're coming from. Understand how to auto-classify what you're, what you're seeing because it's very nice to see we discover everything for you, but try to action a thousand items with three people in your team. You know, even even large organizations would, would struggle with that because they have all the priorities because, you know, IT budgets don't get any bigger every year. Uh, and if they do, it's because you have a lot more work to do than you had the previous year. So net-net, it's probably not bigger than the, 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 the previous year. So um, in that respect, um, we need automated tools. And obviously, based on AI and GPT, is, is a very, it's a really good bet. And... We're all trying to get into that. I mean, Redshift has been a uh, has been using OpenAI for many years now. It's, it's it's not new to us, and actually, it's already been implemented in a few of our uh, products in our platform. Uh, but effectively, we we will try to use this AI um, GPT to make uh, our customers' life a lot easier when it comes to classifying what they need to do. So we discover everything, thousands of hosts. And within thousands of hosts, you have ten thousand issues. How do you how do you um, go about it? How do you prioritize the work? How do you make sure that if it is an easy fix and it can be fixed by automated tools, then go ahead and trigger that and fix it before I even go in front of my desk the next morning. The next morning, right? So, automation based on AI, um, I would say, is a is a very safe bet uh, for the next three to five years because it's it's going to get smarter uh, and it's to be controlled, obviously. That's a different uh, political problem, not political, but probably uh, a different ethical uh, conversation. But let's assume that everything will be in check when it comes to AI is definitely going to provide us with a lot of advantages in that respect. Yeah, and I'd love to really hear about how um, we can sort of like apply uh, some of this stuff. So have you got any examples of how, you know, Redshift has really helped implement some of these things and, you know, really helped an enterprise achieve its security goals? Definitely. So um, there's a, I'll, I'll talk about a specific case um, that, that we have. So there's, uh, uh, this customer of ours is a, is a large uh, supermarket chain in Central Europe. And um, they use part of our platform to basically gain a lot, a lot more visibility into their exposure to the internet. Um, so, no surprise, they're, they're, uh, they didn't really have a grasp on everything that they that they owned. Um, they have a lot of marketing campaigns. They have a lot of a lot of uh, siloed organizations, basically shadow IT organizations within uh, the company, and they were very used to just spinning up. Uh, let's say domains and third-party services based on their own domains, and let's say campaign uh, xyz.com, and um, and they started sending emails from that as soon as possible because it's very easy. You know, I think IT has been for good for good reasons and for a lot of benefits have been uh, demo- democratized, and uh, which means that you don't need to be any an IT expert to register a domain and start sending emails with it, with even marketing tools, marketer tools to to help you analyze the results of what you're doing, right? So you can implement that within seconds, uh, not seconds, but within very uh, low effort and, um, and, and, get, and get the results that you want. 
But the flip side of that is that it also exposes you to uh, possible threats. And so, again, this company were suffering from some of that. And, uh, and they started to first discover and then continuously monitor everything that it was in the cloud, you know, even including third-party certificates. Something that sounds very trivial. I mean, we've had certificates for decades now. And still today is one of the hardest things to manage. And they were, they were not only struggling to manage the amount of certificates they had, but they were also struggling to manage third-party certificates. When you run your business digitally, you rely a lot on, th on third parties. Even within the same website that looks and feels like your own brand, would probably be running, I don't know, five to 10 third-party services, uh, your chat when you open um, uh, a support case, uh, your support uh, ticketing system, et cetera, et cetera. So they needed to keep an eye on those uh, third-party certificates and their own certificates uh, so that they stayed secure and also their service were up and running. And um, and they, they, they had a lot of, you know, standards, there are new standards that were coming up that they weren't able to implement because they couldn't have a visibility of their estate. And uh, they're starting improving that when it came to, you know, the headers of the web browsers, when they're, when people are browsing their websites, et cetera. And, and basically they started automating a lot of what they do and, started, and, and, and then started seeing the benefit of uh, doing everything automated versus manual work that is prone to errors is, you know, endless spreadsheets that, you know, keep growing and then they're even harder to manage. And and we start, they started seeing the value of removing all of that manual work. And more importantly, their business is up and running. Their security stand is, is, is very high. The security posture is very high. Uh, they're probably already in a good path of, because of that, their, their, their C10 didn't exist when they become our customer as a, as a Gardner report. But now that Gardner has, has come out with that, then they, they now feel more confident that they're in a good, um, uh, continuous threat exposure management. Uh, than probably other organizations that are not using tools like this. Yeah, I, lo I love how you put that and sort of boil it down. So yeah, really, really interesting stuff. Um, Jorge, thank you so much for coming on uh, and, and taking the time to um, appear on this podcast. No worries. Thank you. Very happy to be here and uh, uh, have a good day. Uh, and also thank you to everyone who listened to this podcast as well. We hope you took a lot away from the episode, but for further information on what we talked about, please head on over to redsift.com. That's R-E-D-S-I-F-T dot com. We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series. But until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms. Follow the conversation on our socials at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, please head on over to EM360Tech.com. <laughs>